Yes. Um, you mentioned before something about being in an, in an environment that's confusing, or at least that's what I tapped into because I'm experiencing that um, somewhere. And my, my question is, um, this is what I've been kind of struggling in and out with, is being in an environment that's confusing, where there's lies going on, um, people have some values that are, that are questionable. Um, it's a healing setting, but the people that are there are seem to be experiencing quite a bit of confusion and untruth. And what I've been struggling with is, is this a learning experience for me and an expanding, growing experience for me, or <laughs> should I pull back? <laughs> um, and so that's kind of like when to, when to, like when to um, benefit from confusion and when to move away from confusion, I think, is the question. Does anybody else experience this? I think it requires, you know, actually being able to you know, be on the move in a way, so you can't go into it and you can't get out of it. You know, both of those simplistic conclusions are too simple. You know, so you, you know, you go in, you try to find a way. Where do you, where do you build up your resources? If you go into something that's confusing and you're not very strong yourself, you're likely just to get pulled in. So the idea of just go in and be completely open is an ideological position of, of becoming, of being, involvement that, like any other ideological position, yeah, it's got its good points, but it's too simple. The idea of just get away, be on your own, forget everybody else, the, the wibhava, the non-becoming, <laughs> drop out, is attractive, doesn't work. The sense is there's territory there, how close do you want to get what helps you to build up your resources and then what helps you to build up your wisdom you know your resources can be your sense of firmness or well-being your wisdom will be tend to be aroused at the place where you're meeting some disturbance something that's challenging your your ground your hold your opinion your your stability but if it challenges it too deeply you you lose it if you don't challenge it then you tend to get stabilized and oriented just around my space and that is, tends to stagnate so you want to kind of move into those areas where you're getting a bit challenged and yet you're not overwhelmed and there's almost a, a sense of how close how much you know you get to the edge of it and you're feeling a little bit okay now I can feel what's happening the sense of anxiety the sense of irritation the feeling is slightly disoriented okay no just wait don't panic you know don't push forward and overwhelm try to get your own way don't retract whimper cower in a corner <laughs> say it doesn't matter to me <laughs> kind of things just just stay there see kind of now widen your awareness where did your awareness widen in the place of of some conflict watch what your mind is doing so you can watch, must come out of your mind or your mental program your mental state and be aware of it if you can do that then um, 
wisdom will increase and your your sense of having ground will extend even though it will be less less held so if you won't be holding your ground your ground will be there yeah. do you know what I mean? look a little bit uncertain mm-hmm. you know it could be my ground which I am this yeah not attached to the ground you know, no, which, you're saying that, I think you're saying that the ground is there but you know that it's there but you're not clinging to it you're not clinging no. not forming it you're not yeah exactly yeah. that's yeah. it yeah. you feel more grounded in something that's less held by a me sense mm. and yet you, you can float you see what I mean so that whenever we meet these areas of conflict dukkha in a balanced way my sense my experience my aspiration is that somewhere in right in that place of dukkha is the place of cessation something cessation of clinging cessation of clinging but to experience that in a skillful way you have to have enough non-suffering to me you, you can you can actually move in there feeling intact you know if you like your body or your mind is basically quite quite solid quite resourced quite happy quite well and you can move into that and you know because if you go in there in bits and pieces and shreds then you don't actually have a duke you just re-traumatize <laughs> Uh, that's the way I see it and in all, all cases important to realize sankshara doesn't work so <laughs> you know it's not like oh this will get rid of all the conflict dream on <laughs> it won't <laughs> but it means you won't take it in and you'll be able to through not taking it in yourself You'll be, you'll be a presence that will help others to come out of their conflict but there will always be some conflict you know, that's, that's where we are that's what we need to learn from just sort of 
I think that I came to a point of disillusionment about my possibilities, of, and maybe some other people, so of somehow working with that self, letting go of the sakya ditty in some way that would be possible. And so I guess I just wanted a, a, a quick, um, some kind of little hint about how to approach this more softly, more, I guess, more patiently, that that's something you're always open to her patience. I thought it was a really beautiful description of something that we've done in a class here. These two fetters were so daunting, but we're looking at them in some other ways. They're more possibilities and more playful, more possible. More playful, did you say? Yeah. Good. I think you've got it. Yeah. So you know, sankharas will always justify themselves. They they justify their own existence. That's how they make a living. <laughs> so one has to come out of that kind of <clears throat> taking all too seriously program, hmm. which is can always give you a very uh, rationally clear but rather unsympathetic assessment of where you're at. You are this, you are that, you are this, you so therefore you shouldn't. It's like an insurance salesman. So once you say, the insurance person would suddenly remind you of all the terrible things that could happen. My goodness. <laughs> goodness me, I'm glad you turned up. <laughs> that is completely believable. It is, possibly. Gee, wow. So because of that, you know, we do. We go into those kind of habits, even though they're not particularly, not insurance policies are not particularly pleasurable experiences. <laughs> you know, they're not fun, they're boring. And, and so but you go into them, well, because one believes in it, it's certain, it's responsible, it's serious. And meanwhile, you lose joy, you lose freedom, you lose a wad of money. <laughs> and you lose trust and you lose faith yeah. and then so you've got to recognise well how how good do you have to be how, sh- how right do you have to be because you realise you're never going to be good enough the insurance sales will always tell you you're never safe enough <laughs> you know you're never healthy enough you never, whatever enough. That's how they make their living. That's what Sankaras do. That's how they make their living. That's how they stay there. They don't make you feel good, but they tell you you need them, and they're right, and they're true. So once you believe in them, they, it seems convincing. So the sense of I mean, faith is a very important topic we touched in. I think that's really, really important. I'm glad that one's come to light. What does it mean to have faith in yourself? You know, just feel the sense of doubt or anxiety that comes up maybe when you even toy with that term. Faith in what? Faith in myself. Faith in. But there's no self. I thought there's no self. How can I have faith in, you know, counter 
ordinary ordinary goodness ordinary presence kind of daring to daring to trust and it means like riding a bike sooner or later you just got to jump on the thing and get pedaling figuring out how to do it isn't going to work you've got the basic thing you just realise you probably wobble a bit because you? you've got to be free of that self-regard that's always anxious yeah. anxiety is a unwholesome program that, that binds us very um, invigorated and uh, authorised program anxiety intimidation Mm -hmm. so you can never get out of it except that you dare to believe in yourself not your thoughts but this is where the reference to the knowing is a helpful one the knowing of the thoughts the knowing of the feelings the scent and it can be as a certain um form to that like a, almost a quality of substance sort of strange substance of presence of groundedness of yeah right it's got a certain matter certain centering a certain firmness to it you go to go to that where you feel right this is it good bad this is it I, I'm with this I'm aware of that that's that's so it requires a kind of mixture of faith and discernment basically faith you've done practices you, your intention is not harmful um, and you, you've got to stop you know the anxiety programs or just continually looking at yourself as a series of obstacles if you keep looking at yourself as obstacles that's what you're going to see because that's what you're looking for <laughs> so you put the search engine obstacle <laughs> 15,000 entries come flying up the screen <laughs> so rub that out put on the search engine non-obstacle <laughs> see what comes up <laughs> tune into that keep it simple what to do with sense your mind that uh, operates and puts in place new sankharas, but your mind is the thing that's sort of um, depressed, for want of a better word. How do you get around that? I mean, I've tried with the breathing, but there always seems to be that kind of, you know, perceptions that one works with perception so you try to maybe just remind yourself of your own goodness mm-hmm. you bring those in rather than, your, rather than the problematic qualities and then that's if you like the samatha method the samatha aspect the other aspect of the insight aspect is to see well okay you know depression is a formation mm-hmm. sounds easy in words but some sense of you know some things we have to live with sometimes that chemistry goes out 
and um, it doesn't you know it just goes out it's like having a, a limp or something but then it's that that form it happens here it has these effects has these feelings associated with it is there some place in my system which isn't affected by that you know, some place where there isn't that um, or, you know, so we, we try to get a sense of the perspective on those particular um, energy forms that are, are afflictive as just that rather than what comes out of that is the thought process I am this what I can do about this I'm always in this and whatever it produces so you, you try to avoid that just get it back to feels like like you said like a weight on your head pressing you down okay there it is what would it look like could I paint it you know so you so instead of being frightened of the monster you start to paint it you know then in a way you're, you're changing a relationship to this particular phenomenon that that also helps so it's just that I don't have to feel you know something in me can actually be bigger than that because I can now look down on it rather than it looking down on me uh, uh, and so that kind of certain playfulness of, of attitude um, is helpful for stuff when it gets stuck because it seems so it's got a certain seriousness to it a certain afflictiveness okay affliction what does it look like what does it feed on what does it sound like draw a picture of it literally you know um, I think that always helps I drew this picture of my when I first my first year of meditation I drew this picture of my mind it was this uh, mad monkey just kind of clawing at empty space (laughs) I could see it so clearly and uh, oh that's that just the mind it's just that so just kind of like a very very narrow film of non-attachment but some degree of it where it wasn't immediately my not always just taking it in and feeding on this rather sour food so it's there I don't have to feed on it that would be more the process of in, insight mm. yeah Coming on this term of the strength that is determined striving and you know, um, that, I always mean, there's so much teachers that don't strive and language as I said there are two two or se- several perhaps levels of translation here <laughs> from um, individuals experience into words and then from one set of words into another set of words so as I said de- determined sankara um, means doesn't necessarily mean determined in the English word well it, you know the two ways in which we can say something's determined like you know determined often means a kind of willful I'm really going to you know jaw locked sense in English but you can also use it in a much lighter sense like uh, we determined that um, the area outside there could be used for camping you know it's just the basic allocation so you know it doesn't have to be it means you've determined it like okay I'm going to apply myself 
padana, effort, striving, inclination, you know, which one, what do you want to use? <laughs> so depending on the, on, sometimes on the culture of the, of the translator. You know, so you get certain pieces of, of terminology just gets passed down. The person doesn't even realize what they're saying. They just picked up that. That's the standard translation. just goes down the line. Now, there can be times when there is necessity to just really take a very firm stance and say no or say yes, you know, very, very firmly, you know. This often is applied in terms of um, external actions, you know, like you're, you're, about, you're, you're addicted to something, you make a very strong no, you're not going to do that again, stop it. No excuses, no thing, you just stop doing that, <laughs> you know, or getting out of bed in the morning like come on you know this this five minutes longer stuff <laughs> and then oh how did that hour go by <laughs> tomorrow I'll do better tomorrow yeah, come on you know <laughs> get up <laughs> so there's a certain sense of determining but then um, other places where that that, that that quality of effort is not helpful that, that aspect, it, you know, um, where um, one needs to really just kind of gather and incline that, that sense of well, you know, that's my general my general theme is move in that direction. But I've got to take my time. I've got to get there at my own pace. I've got to get there intact. I'm going to rip myself apart. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're going to lift a weight. You know, I don't want to have a hernia. So you sort of to build up to it. So I intend to lift that weight, but right now I'm going to do this and warm up, and then you know we'll see if we can get there. So that there's a determination. That's my that's my aim, but it's not a kind of a blind blind quality. Um, and then the, the sense of um, restraint, which is a sense of guarding, checking. You don't jump into things. You have that momentary, like a what's this check, restraining, so the mind isn't just rushing out. Um, cultivating, you enhance, you cultivate, you appreciate, you feed the soil, you enjoy, uh, you abandon, you be, through that you begin to see some of the needless tendencies that are derelict or unnecessary or destructive. Just you've got the resources then to drop that and you guard it which means having dropped that then I'm not going to go back there again you know, so that's the fourfold effort and you, if you look in that way what is it that needs to be restrained what is it that needs to be cultivated what's the balance restraining all the time could be throttling <laughs> you know yet there's a sense of just you know like you've got a child what's the degree of restraint that's needed Restrain, or you can also encourage, uh, cultivate, give it a lot of food, you know, warm it up, cultivate. So you don't, you can see the four as a balance, and you're determining them all. Means I, as a responsible person, decide I'm going to operate in this way, in these four ways, so that, that what will arise will come, um, you know, will arise in its own form. You can't drag, a, you know, a, a, tomato, a tomato plant up. But you can protect it from slugs, and you can give it water, and you can cultivate, and you can guard it, and it will tend to grow.
you know, that's the process of dhamma you can't pull it out of the seed but with the right tending it will grow so it's a determination a kind of a commitment to, to following that up